Welcome back to What Makes You Tick. I'm Stephen Bradshaw, and the reason I created this podcast is to help you find inspiration from the stories and experiences of others. What Makes You Tick is a vehicle for people to share their life's knowledge, their passions, and experiences with you. I get energy and inspiration from talking to people, and my goal through this platform is to help you learn from others and use this knowledge to inform your lives. My guest today is singer-songwriter Will Perdue. Will is a gentleman and a deep thinker. The music you've just heard is a recent single he wrote for Riona Kelly who suffered a horrendous accident and as a result was paralyzed. This single was released to help fund Riona's rehabilitation and she and her partner Keith Mason aim to complete 100 miles. Keith will pull Riona 99 miles in a wheelchair and Riona will then fight to walk the final mile, which, to be fair, is remarkable. The song highlights their journey together and Will speaks to me about the challenges he faced and the pressure he put on himself to create something he could be proud of. In the first part of this conversation, Will and I discuss the effects of music and what it can have on our emotions, our thinking and the way it puts into words feelings we find so difficult to express. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I hope you all do too. Ladies and gentlemen, here is my discussion and conversation with Will Perdue. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Will Purge to What Makes You Tick. Will, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, trying to, as um, I was thinking, meandering through this mental new world that we live in, but getting through it. How's it going over there in the UK? Yeah, it's good. It's, um, yeah, again, meandering is probably a good term for it. Um, yeah, the, the, the restrictions are a little bit confusing because I'm, I'm right on the edge of London, so it kind of... I think once you, you go a couple of miles, the restrictions are different. So there's kind of stuff with that. Um, but at the moment, if we can, we're in like tier two here. If we could stay there, then that wouldn't be, that would kind of be okay for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, yeah, everybody's different. But uh, listen, hopefully everybody stays safe and well. And that's the main thing. So, Will, I wanted to talk to you um, about a number of different things that that, uh, you do. So for people who are listening, uh, Will is a singer-songwriter and has been involved in the music industry for years. And I think that might be actually the nicest part and place to start, Will, would be to maybe understand what music means to you and what was the catalyst that sent you down this path 
to be a songwriter and musician? Yeah, I think, so I got into music at school. Um, I remember quite clearly one of my friends started learning guitar and we found like an old guitar up in my in my dad's loft. And so we just out in the garden, I was just, you know, just bashing away and it, it was great. And it's like, you know, had no idea what we were doing. Probably had like one chord between us. Um, but okay, from that point, it's, um, I just got I just got really into it and I kind of turned away from the whole like grading and and um intellectual side of it I guess and, and just got really into into playing and so then I, I was playing guitar in bands here and there but I got really into making my own music at home I just had like an old eight track which I actually think I'm going to get another one I've kind of been down the whole you know music recording on my Mac and all that stuff and I don't know it doesn't beat the old like I mean, what was good about it was that, like, um, I'd record demos at home and I'd have to record it the whole way through. Uh, There's no editing, no chopping around. So actually, it really kind of made you the play Frank better. Sinatra approach. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, I had these demos and um, I got introduced to a good friend now um, who's like, always been a musician. And he's like, hey, look, let's just, let's just record these for the fun of it. And then he was kind of like, well, look, these are actually good songs let's get some more musicians in and, and do something with them and then that kind of just spiraled and I started doing gigs off the back of that and kind of yeah it just kind of spiraled it wasn't really ever an intentional thing to be like okay I'm a singer songwriter you know I'm a front man I'm gonna go out and do my thing it was it was more like just I was doing music all the time anyway and just a couple of like nudges and a bit of encouragement here and there and I just ended up that's what I was doing and then just became a really exciting thing to see how far I could push it. And who would you say is has been your kind of uh, influence, or are there are there any kind of um, songwriters or singers or musicians that have influenced you and in, and the, the the style that of music that you create? Definitely. I mean, my main ones um, like Leonard Cohen massively, in that you know he's probably technically not the best singer in the world but the emotion and the and the poetry and the lyrics and the way that he can paint a scene and I kind of think I you know listen to him a lot I was kind of like oh maybe maybe I could do you know I'm never going to be like a um I don't know I can't think of a male but I'm never going to be like a big show singer um but then you're like oh there's you know Bob Dylan people like that they can really do their own thing and so that was a massive, massive influence for me. And that really got me kind of more into like the lyric writing and kind of working out my own style. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, The National, um, a, a massive influence. And, and particularly like in two ways. One, because again, I feel like they paint these really amazing scenes and, and whatever mood you're in, there's something for you there. Um, but also at the same time, they, they're like massive now. They're like, a, you know, a huge band, but their first album came out in 2001. So I think they got together in like 98, 99, and they've just taken off the last few years. And, you know, the singer yeah. was already 30 when the album came out. And that's been really influential in that, like, actually, there is like a long road ahead if you, if you really kind of stick to making the music you want to make or the art that you want to make, then there is like, it doesn't have to be like when you're 25, it can be when you're 50. Well, I think that's actually really interesting because um, you you sometimes see through media eyes overnight successes 
However, those overnight successes probably took a decade or so to get to that moment, to create that moment. And from speaking to a number of my guests over the um, last two seasons, it's interesting that one of the biggest themes that comes across is consistency. And it is to consistently keep doing what you're doing in order to see progression and to see growth and to create opportunities. A lot of people will find that they'll do something for a short period of time and then they'll essentially fall off the bandwagon. Whereas if you're consistent and regardless of what the, the noises from external factors are, are having, if you're consistent with yourself, if you're true to yourself and if you're honest about what you're trying to achieve, then those opportunities and those doors will will eventually open potentially. Um, what's your thinking about that? Do you think that would be something that would be something that you kind of focus on is just consistently playing and consistently writing and then eventually something will happen? I like definitely. I think you've beautifully summed up where, where I was trying to get to actually. But yeah, and, and just that real persistence. I think for me, like it's it's a persistence and staying around and, and obviously then doing something that you really believe in with people that you believe in and trust. And I really feel like that in the last year, I've suddenly got like the most amazing group of kind of friends and bandmates and, and just people that I'm working with that I really believe in and trust. Um, and also just, just treating people well. And I think then the opportunities will come. Um, and also there's going to be a lot of uh, challenges with that and, and just, just facing that and, and accepting that's part of it. You know, like a case yeah, in point, like um, I, I went on tour with Echo and the Bunnymen last year um, and there was a little bit of a, a stumbling block in that I was meant to be going up to Edinburgh and then there was a gig the night before in Leeds, which basically just hadn't quite been organised. And then I got added to that last minute and all my travel plans were kind of scuppered and there was issue with like flights and all, and all this stuff. But it all got sorted because I knew that I had to be at the gig and, you know, like um, someone from their team lent me a guitar and, and all these things just fell into place because I knew that I had to do it and like whatever, whatever way I had to be there. So it, it kind of all came together. Yeah. One of the things that I have always found with music and I love music. So music that's influenced me over the years would be the likes of the Rat Pack. And um, I love kind of melodic music. Ludovico is uh, somebody that I listen to quite a lot and on the piano side of things. Um, yes. But for me, I kind of like that kind of emotive music and I like things just to kind of chill and, and relax. And I find that with music, there's an amazing, it has an amazing way of sharing feelings and emotions and essentially sometimes kind of putting into words what people may find difficult to say um, on an everyday basis. Would this be something that kind of reigns true for you? For sure. I think yeah music's an amazing way of getting out the emotion for, 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 from the writing side for getting out the emotion that's there um or the other way for me is to go into scenarios that for example um to test out something so say for example that i was not very uh comfortable in a relationship I can write a song about leaving that relationship or having my head turned or without having to go there, I can almost emotionally process something before I do it. And I can also kind of make something that makes me feel 
less stressed and less hurt in the same way that sometimes listening to a song and, and you tune into it and, and you're just like, my God, this, this guy is, or girl or is going through exactly what I'm going through. And it might be a different way, but the feeling is, is both the same for us. And I think that's the amazing thing about writing is that you can almost write that song for yourself. Incredible, yeah. Because actually, the way the way you say it, it there's a, there's actually um, a technique with uh, psychology in that if you're having these irrational thoughts or you're having these strange feelings, the best thing to do is write them down in terms of managing the cognitive side of things. And that's in a way kind of translating into your music. And sometimes it's like, listen, I'm worried about something. Let's write it down. Let's see what the scenario plays out. And then potentially you either deal with it because it's on the page or at least it's it is on the page and those feelings have been expressed some way so you don't have to kind of hold them in is that kind of something exactly that you yeah, to? It, yeah. it kind of almost takes the noise out of my head and puts it somewhere else and i think as well you can almost take yourself away like um i've got a song which will probably be my next song out after my, my new single that it's um like the, the lyric for the chorus is that i'll sit down by the riverside and wait for you and I can be in that spot. I can almost see it in my mind. So it's almost like a break from, you know, especially at the moment, like, you know, all the time that I'm spending in the flat, I can almost take myself somewhere else, which I think is what amazing music does. That, you know, I used to always listen to Bowie when I was cleaning and it would be like okay. Friday night was starting. It, 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 just, it just gives you, a, a, it just takes you somewhere different, which is like the most amazing thing about it. Yeah, I um in the last say twelve to eighteen months, somebody who I really enjoy kind of a mix of his music is JP Cooper. Um yeah. and for for me, he's very good at telling stories, but in a he brings a kind of a different vibe um that I hadn't hadn't heard before. But I, I think I can relate to a lot of his music for for whatever reason. Um and I think if if people who are listening can relate to your music, then all of a sudden barriers are broken down completely, you know. For sure. And one of my absolute heroes is Damien Dempsey. Um, so the Irish folk singer, obviously. And um, he, in so many ways, in that, like, the, the places that he goes with his music that, you know, it can really raise you up on a bad day, but it also can be quite educational and quite political, but also it can be really funny. And um, I went to his gig, um, obviously not this March, but the March before, and... Um, you know, it's maybe like 300 people there in London and everyone was singing pretty much every song. And you're like, this is, for me, that is real success in that he's making the exact music that he wants to make. Um, and the people that love it absolutely adore it. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's, that, that for me would be, would be the dream. I'd say there's no better feeling as a musician to be standing on a stage and listening to the audience singing back your lyrics i'd say that would be just mind uh, spine tingling you know yeah um, and also so, actually, it's been a big influence in that um him in particular that he's got a lot of darkness and a lot of positivity but he really tries to bring a kind of communion and a communal kind of lift and that's something that like because i was writing some really dark stuff but i'm trying to have an element of more hope now so it's yeah. got both sides. I feel like, especially like the last few months, like the, uh, that's something that I want to kind of put, try and get into my music as well. The hope that things are going to come good. Yeah. I think that's an unbelievable attitude to have because you're seeing in the last number of months, especially that 
a lot of people are downtrodden and a lot of people are mentally and physically worn out um, from what's going on and finding it hard to see hope and finding it hard to look at the optimistic side of life. And I think you can see optimism through people's creativity because people have had to become far more creative now and finding new ways to create income streams, new ways to to um, exercise, new ways to express themselves. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of hope in seeing others doing that because that can essentially motivate you to do more. And I've noticed it for myself is that I'm watching people now who would never have considered, say, a digital aspect of their business now moving into a digital world. You know, I've seen people who would never have thought that, for example, Zoom classes would be something that they would adapt to, but it's something that has made their life far, far easier. You know, so these type of things, even um, Brezzy, I don't know if you know Brezzy over here. Um, so he is a musician and he is um, very, very, he's a former professional rugby player, but he's also, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the band that he, that he, that he played in. Um, that is shocking. But basically, anyway, what he did was he was sitting at home during the pandemic and himself and his mom were chatting and his, he basically turned to his mom and started teaching her the ukulele. And she found that she had a purpose all of a sudden. So from teaching wow. her the ukulele, then he ended up saying, right, I could actually do this for loads of people. So he bought 450 different ukuleles and sent wow. them around to people all over the country and invited them to be part of um, a kind of like a, an online community where they could all learn the ukulele. And they did for six to eight weeks. And at the end of it, they wrote a song and they played the song. At the end. And that type of creativity is people beforehand would never have thought of picking up a ukulele any instrument let alone ukulele yeah. and now they're and now they're they're they've created a single so i think there's a huge opportunity and uh, uh for optimism hope and creativity in times when it's very challenging yeah that's that's the main story because i think it's it's amazing because the music industry and i guess a lot of the arts it can feel a bit narcissistic at time i mean for me because you know being a solo guy sometimes i I find it a bit much when it's like kind of all the attention on me, but actually like, like yeah. that, like that guy's done, he's kind of taken what he's doing and, and putting it out in a way that kind of a huge group of people can benefit from his talent, which is, is a really nice way of doing things at the moment. It's really quite inspiring. Yeah. Brezzy actually, Brezzy is the lead singer of the blizzards. That's the name of the band ah, that he's, uh, he's involved in. So let's, Talking about your music now and, and the fact that you're finding various pieces of inspiration in what you're experiencing at the moment, you've recently um, released a single called Heart on Fire, uh, which fair play to you, I think is absolutely beautifully done. And I think it's a gorgeous uh, song and really, really well put together. But for people who don't know this song and may, may not have heard it, could you maybe talk to me about this specific song and what it is, what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, well, thank you also for your kind words about it. Um, but yeah, so basically it's a song about a couple, um, Rona Kelly and Keith Mason, who have been through like some incredibly hard times and, um, and, and just had an incredible comeback really in that uh, Riona um, basically had a spinal stroke at age 34. She, she fell down the stairs and suffered that and was left paralyzed. Um, her husband then left her with with the kids. So she was basically as, as low as you can be 
Um, and basically met um, Keith, who had just retired from playing rugby, and he helped with her rehab. And then later on, they fell in love. And now she's walking. Um, they've combined their families. And they're just incredible couple, an incredible show of kind of support and love, perseverance. Um, and basically, I was kind of made aware of them and what was going on. And a couple of conversations happened and, and the kind of suggested to, to write a song for them to soundtrack this challenge that they're going to do, which is, is going to be incredible. It's going to be 100 miles with Keith is going to pull her in her wheelchair for 99. And then Riona is going to walk the last mile, which is like a huge thing. Like it's a massive physical challenge because she's told she would never walk again. So um, and she could she can walk a bit. But I mean, a mile is like a, a long, long way. So. Um, so, so yeah, basically the song is, I tried to kind of capture their story and I really didn't want to put out something like it was a tricky, tricky brief in a way, because I wanted to write something uplifting, um, and kind of fit in with the story and, and what they're trying to present. But I also wanted to have the element of how hard it's been and how dark it was, uh, in a three and a half minute song. So, yeah. um, I hope I've got there, um, but yeah, I've tried to kind of cover the story and um, yeah, show both sides of it. I think what's interesting in, in that is that you had three and a half minutes. So a famous advertiser and creative, uh, Ogilvy is his name, uh, he basically said, give me the freedom of a type brief. And what he meant by that is to actually allow me to be creative under some sort of parameters. And I think that's exactly what you've done is that you've brought through a story like you can listen to the words, which I think are brilliant. But you, you go through a story from from tough, hard times and darkness into hope, into light, into optimism. And I think that's a beautiful kind of way to to picture life in that. Yes, there are dark times, but stay optimistic, stay positive in a way, stay optimistic to know that. Today is going to be crap, but tomorrow actually will be that bit better because of all the work you're doing today. Um, and what was it like for you to separate any potential emotions that you potentially had that could relate to, to ensure that it was specific to Riona and Keith's story? Yeah, I mean, that was that was that was tricky because basically um, kind of needed to pitch them something at the beginning. But I was like, I don't really feel comfortable pitching a song to you when I don't really know your story like you know could I say something that ends up being offensive or just there's something that's just wrong but at the same time I, I don't like writing you know I don't want to put a load of bland cliches in there and like so normally I write for myself I've never written anything for anyone else or from anyone else's point of view um so that was tricky because I kind of had to pitch them something like you know at home on my iPhone <laughs> with the acoustic <laughs> and obviously I know where it's going to go but um but I kind of almost couldn't really write it until I'd spoken to them about it yeah. deeper. But yeah, I mean, it's about six days from me starting it to starting recording, um, which is kind wow. of tight. Jesus, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really good experience. Actually, it was a good. It was a good test. It was like nice to be put on the spot, and it's also nice in a way, in a songwriting way, to kind of know that I can do it if pushed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so normally that you, you, you've probably seen a different side of yourself in terms of when you're under a little bit of pressure, how you can work under that, under that pressure and, and the type of product that you can create. 
Exactly. And I think I, like, I respond really well to deadlines, but normally my way of writing is I'll write, say, 80% of the song, and then I might take a year finishing that last 20% and refining it. And this was not that project. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it perfectionist will. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good challenge. And it was, um, it, yeah, it was, it was good to try and give them something as well. Like, it was nice to have, to kind of, it was nice for them to inspire me and then I give it back and then hopefully that's something that inspires, um, you know, when they're walking or, or whatever, hopefully it's kind of a, just an energy that keeps going. And what's the objective with this single? Is it to raise funds? Yes, exactly. So um, basically Riona has kind of her next phase of, of rehab um, which is going to cost about 10 grand for six weeks. Um, but it should be like really hopefully quite transformative. Um, so we're trying to raise some money for that. Um, obviously, if we can raise money on top, that will go to other stroke survivors. Um, so what we're doing, this, the song is actually purchase only. So it's um, not available on streaming. Um, I don't know if people have seen lately that uh, the, in the UK, the government are investigating the streaming sites for kind of, because they basically don't pay artists, essentially. They pay the artists such a small amount. So this song is only going to be available for purchase because we want Riona and hopefully other stroke survivors to have that money. Brilliant, brilliant. And where can they find the song then if people want to, to purchase it? Yeah, so the moment they can find it on my website, which is willpurgy.com, or they can find it on my Bandcamp, which is, um, I think, willpurgy.bandcamp.com. Um, there is going to be a just giving. So basically the challenge that Rona and Keith are doing, um, that will have its own just giving and, and all the stuff around that. And you'll also be able to purchase it there. You set my heart, you set my heart on fire. You set my heart, you set my heart on fire. fire. Thanks to everybody for listening to part one. There's more to follow in part two. If you'd like to download Will's single and support Rion and Keith's journey, then head to willperdue.bandcamp.com. It's a great song, guys, and it's for a great cause. So if you can do so, please support and give whatever you can. Also, if you'd like to follow Will on Instagram, you can find him at willperdue. Until next time.